True Crime Girls contains content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet home. Today, TCG covers stories from their hometowns. Ooh. This girl yeah. sent me this really long message that I'm just seeing right now. Oh, she sent it this morning. Seriously, love y'all podcast. I started on episode zero and got addicted really fast. Yes, I know y'all say not to listen to the earlier episodes, <laughs> but I don't think they're that bad. Your face. Oh my god. <laughs> I love your podcast so much because I'm a junior I'm in my junior year of college studying criminal justice and all of my classes we discuss pretty much every single case you'll talk about mainly in the context of law sentencing president precedents and why the fuck people hurt each other and why slash how we feel the need to do it so disgustingly you guys are so entertaining and I love listening to y'all I already listened to the newest episode on the day it came out please keep doing what you're doing keep doing your own thing I seriously admire you gals for it it makes me hopeful in my future of field in my future field of catching the bad guys p.s <laughs> the kid is right he needs his own episode <laughs> oh that no, kind of makes me want to no. cry <laughs> that's that funny so that's cute yay jessica thank you look at how red oh, my face nice. is right now <laughs> <laughs> that was cute oh I'm, i think i'm gonna leave that in i feel like that should be the start what is, what's her name Jess Jessina it's J-E-S-S-C-I-N-A Jessina dot Grace thank you thank you she's cute that is so sweet <laughs> yeah but we well, we won't tell the kid that somebody said he needs his own no. no you know no, what he if he gives us that. a listen on this next episode Maybe. on his own or then he'll give know. me any goddamn pushback <laughs> on doing a five second fucking intro that literally takes an hour to record jesus <laughs> but other than that he's okay <laughs> he's a teen Welcome to COVID-19. Well, uh, welcome. Version of True true Crime Girls, COVID-19, episode one. Social distancing. Episode two, technically. Because technically... True. Well, this is the first time we're recording. Recording during full-on insanity. So I'd like to start this podcast by apologizing to anybody and everybody about the sound quality. I don't know what it's going to be like, but if it's shit... 
this is my first time recording with this microphone. This is my first time recording on this platform. And this is our first time recording from three separate locations. Yes. So, Woo. I do apologize. Yeah, this is our second time second recording time, from but three like, different. No. no. From three yeah, different? We, yeah, we did it when you were sick. You were sick but, but you guys were together. We were together. We oh, were together. Shit, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to thank Post Malone for joining us um, on the podcast oh, yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> Janine has a Post Malone pillow on her bed, and he was just like casually chilling in the corner. <laughs> Thanks, Posty. Okay, so what you need so to do is you need to hold that in front of your face, so Post Malone's gonna be Janine today. Telling this story. No, that yeah. we couldn't hear. Oh yeah, you she's got the microphone for recording. There you go. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Janine, put your head next to him, though. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> That's going to be my post, my recording I post for today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't so help it. He was so perfect. He was just perfectly, like, in the corner. Um, it's kind of like a, like a life-size like human head yeah. so sometimes in the middle of the night like if I'm facing that it way you. it kind of scares me because I sleep alone so I'm just like who the fuck is in my bed <laughs> and then it's that angel face I'm like oh just kidding go to sleep go to sleep yeah <laughs> good night post uh, excuse me that would be so weird That's I mean a dream come true but so weird <laughs> alright just kidding I love my boyfriend very much <laughs> Just right. make that very clear. <laughs> Put it on the record, please. We've been recording, we've been chatting for an hour. Uh-huh. We have to catch up on the times, man. We gotta make sure we're all okay. <laughs> These are crazy. Gotta vent times. about all the craziness. <clears throat> Truly. It's insane. So, you know. I'm not mad about it. All right. Janine's Which one me. you guys are frozen to? Oh, okay. Um, are you back? We're doing... I'm back. You're back. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. I, oh, I'm like, Eileen's not moving her hand. Eileen's not frozen. Just She's just not moving. <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> just ignoring us. <laughs> it's like, Eileen, are you breathing? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> the COVID got me. Blink twice. Yeah. The Rona oh. got me. Okay, so. can we talk about TikTok really just a quick, very quickly? Sure. Um, I love everybody like reposting the TikToks and they make me like cry. I laugh so hard. I just will not download it because I feel like I have to go through a lot of bad stuff to get to like the good stuff. And I just that's don't have why, the time for that's it. That's why I love Instagram because if it's good enough to be pulled from TikTok and put on Instagram, it's then like it's, a, it's like its own filter, right? Like, yeah. Eventually, you'll see it because somebody is going to post it. That's yeah. Even if it's not theirs, so that's my but God bless. I don't need man. it. I don't need it. Yeah. I have people I doing that filter it. work for me. <laughs> I don't need to go through that shit. <laughs> oh my god! Some of them, I'm like crying. Like it just catches me yeah. off guard and. Uh, yeah, I just what a time to be alive. Yeah, there are a few Instagrammers that I follow that do TikToks and stuff like that. And my favorites are the bloopers of them trying to do it. Oh Those are great. 
Those are fantastic. <laughs> the duplicitous, what, it, what would it, duplicitedness? No, the duplicity of our existence right now is kind of like wild. Like we're stuck in our houses, but also like the internet is so great right now. <laughs> I know. Like our saving grace. The good and the bad, man. The good and the bad. I know. <coughs> All right. So we're doing a home sweet home Hotel. episode. Ooh. Title though. Love it. Or like, you know, just like a home. No, that's totally going to be the, the title. Home sweet home. <laughs> I love it. Um, Obsessed. Okay. Because <laughs> they're all kind. And again, of, they're all like, we know it's the title. We've we we've read it. Yeah, <laughs> but we just came up with it right now, <laughs> as we normally do. Um, but I don't know. I just thought it would be kind of cool. You did a Florida one, right, Kyle? No, I did a Lakewood one. Oh, you did a Lakewood. Okay, see, even better. Um, I just thought it would be kind of fun to do something might not be like personal but something in like our immediate mm-hmm. area and mm-hmm. yeah I like it oh god it's a shirt that says true crime glass of wine bed by nine mm-hmm. that's me it me that's great I wish I liked wine I feel like there's a lot more jokes about it than like beer I wish I, yeah. I mean, I technically what I drink is a sangria, but in the in the glass it looks like wine. So there you go. Nobody knows, but it's only available in Florida, so I can like never move. (laughs) You travel with it. I'd have to pack it because I tried to ship it to California last time I visited, and they don't ship to California. And I was like, I want to. What the fuck? What do I drink? I have to go back to hard alcohol. Angry Orchard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to drink Angry <laughs> Orchard. <laughs> I still do. I still do, like, in a pinch. But the Island Grove Winery, the, the like, sangria, the red wine sangria. <sighs> Floridians. Go get so it. Good. Is that so what they're good. called? Floridians? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll stick to my tequila um, and squirt. I'll stick to my Jameson and ginger. It's fucking refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking of that part in Bridesmaids uh, when she's drinking the lemonade. She's like, oh, that's fresh. Ooh, that's fresh. <laughs> oh, that's oh fresh. shit! That is shit. Fresh. Chris, you have lemonade. Oh shit! That's fresh. <laughs> Oh god, that gets me every time. What a great love bridesmaids. Honestly, if first of all, if you know someone who has never seen bridesmaids, do your do yourself no, do yourself a favor and watch it with yourself. No, no, bring them to the light. Spencer had never seen bridesmaids before. What? And let me tell you, watching it with him was the best time of my life. (laughs) Well, wait, it depends on the kind of person, because I saw Bridesmaids twice. One with one cousin, one with another cousin. The one with the first cousin, it wasn't that funny because... I don't know if she didn't get the jokes or what, but she wasn't really laughing. And she's like, oh, that was dumb. And I'm like, oh, but then okay, I saw so Janine and I was crying <laughs> the entire fucking time. <laughs> like, 
Obviously. Literally. Well, okay, with Spencer, I, and it was, okay, yeah, if you know the people, like, I knew Spencer would love this movie. Like, just the jokes that he makes and stuff like that, and I'm like... How did he last oh, this long with not watching it, though? I don't know. I just, I don't think... Maybe because it's as like a chick a, flick. As, like, a single video gamer, like, dude, like, I just don't think it was in his wheelhouse of something he's like, I'm gonna go watch Bridesmaids right now. Like, True. No, he's like, I'm gonna go play Doom Eternal. Like, it's just, like, that's kind of, like, who he is. Which, by the way, but is now that he has right me, now my boyfriend's life and my kid's life. Yeah, same. Um... But now that he has me, he has a. He's like, oh yeah, I watch. I, I watch Bridesmaids with my with my girlfriend. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, <laughs> you know, it was hilarious. Spencer, just life. admit it. Oh no, he. We quote it all the time. Specifically, um, the um, hungry bear with the meats and cheeses. Oh. All the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'll, you I'll, mostly do it. I'll mostly do it to like I'll put my like leg on the wall and be like I'll say, are you, you a hunger bear <laughs> you feel that steam heat coming from the undercarriage and I'll be like shut the fuck up I'll be like, I'll be like are, do, you, do you like this sand-? Or, or we'll get a sandwich from like Publix and be like do you like this sandwich <laughs> it's got it's got meats and cheeses yeah. the only thing that makes that whole scene so much better is knowing that they're husband and wife in real life yes. and this is the shit that they could be doing yes oh, it's so man. good and they're so, so serious <laughs> mm-hmm. what is it uh, I was wondering like how can he be so serious in this and then I yeah <laughs> And then finding well, out that they I were love, married, I'm like, oh, makes sense. I, yeah. I love it because, like, even when, like, they first, he, she's like, she's like, oh, your secret saved me or whatever. And he's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. And Spencer goes, he totally is. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> duh. Obviously. Obviously. Can you <sighs> Bridesmaids. What are you doing? Bridesmaids. I'm trying to get comfortable. My legs hurt. I have to pee. I don't want to get up. No, oh, I'm like okay. so deep in my bed right now. I don't want to like move. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this shit on the road because we're already an hour in and yeah. Not really. We're actually probably only like five minutes in. So. Oh, I'm just talking like an hour into to conversing oh, with each other. <laughs> She's over talking to us already. That's what she just said. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, well, uh, all right. Who wants to? Who wants to first? first. Um, I guess I could go first because just because you look like you're about to take a survey. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm doing a. I'm, I'm doing a geological survey. I'm doing the, the 2020 census. You look like you're waiting for me to open my door and I'm looking at you through the people. <laughs> she literally like, is that a clipboard? No, it's a what fucking notebook. <laughs> it looks like you have a clipboard and she has a pen and she like crossed her legs and just like looked like she was about to take down our survey answers. You get a giant F for fuck you. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead. Pl- proceed with your survey. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Now we got to yawn. Okay. In day seven. So, what is... What are we doing? Hometown? <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Oh, what did you call it? Home sweet home? Home sweet home. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It's yeah, not you the can... corona. I just have asthma. I swear. Oh my god. Um, okay, so <laughs> I know I always say my story is gonna be short, but this time I swear it's like short, mm-hmm. super short, mm-hmm. and it's not really like a doozy. It's just you. You literally say that, and it's like Every you drop time. like the best story of like the past three years. Yes. No. <laughs> this one is actually just like a. My next episode, though, that's that's pretty pretty awesome. Anyways, okay. so um, yeah, so I'm telling you the truth. There isn't much background, like the information's super scarce. There isn't really much to go on. So, um, <coughs> I chose it because it happened when I was like literally a hundred yards away. Like this happened, I was in the building right across the street at work when this all took place. (gasps) I remember this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly one year ago from yesterday. So this is in. Oh, sorry. March 21st. Yeah. Okay. So on a quiet, boring Thursday afternoon on March 21st, 2019, 25-year-old Thalia Flores and a friend were sitting in her white Toyota Corolla in the Big Lots parking lot in Chino, California, when a man walked up to the vehicle and fired his gun and hit the two of them before fleeing. The passenger was hit but able to get out of the vehicle and run to a nearby hospital. And when I say a nearby hospital, there's literally a hospital like a quarter of a mile away. Like, it's on a main street. He got out, just booked straight there. And it has an emergency room. It's a small hospital, but it has an ER. God. Um, so, he ran for help. Um, once first responders arrived to the scene, um, they discovered the lifeless body of Thalia. Police immediately shut down the street and began investigating. And they literally... So, we only... <clears throat> where where I work, I work in a lab, and so we had centrifuges running, so you can't really hear much outside, but we heard helicopters, and um, it was already towards the end of the day, and patients came in, and they were like, dude, like something happened across the street, like there's cops everywhere, so we walk out the back door, and the back door faces the main street central, and it was right on the other side of the street, and sure enough, you see like a tent um like an easy up over the vehicle if you can see under the vehicle a little bit and you see like a yellow tarp there was it raining no okay no it was sunshine it was raining maybe because of the tarps so the whole street was blocked off and in the middle of the street there's like a median like a um there's trees and a planter type median and Mm -hmm. all right there there was news crews there was three helicopters going around one of them being a police helicopter there was um police drones like it was a big fucking deal they were there i remember you sending us a picture Mm -hmm. yeah i still have the pictures pictures. too yeah yeah i still have the pictures um like what the fuck and we're like what the fuck yeah so it's great um within hours they released the name of the suspect julio rocha was thalia's ex-boyfriend julio and thalia were reportedly high school sweethearts however julio was physically emotionally and verbally abusive towards thalia during their seven-year relationship thalia thought of leaving julio countless times but was always too scared of what he might do julio often stated to his friends and to thalia that if he can't have her no one will um, in January 2019, Thalia finally had enough and ended things with Julio. It was no surprise to anyone that Julio didn't take the rejection well. Julio began stalking Thalia, leaving notes for her at work and at home. Thalia feared he would escalate things and hurt her family. Just two days after her 21st birthday, sorry, 21st 
25th birthday. Two days after her 25th birthday, Thalia's worst fears would come true. Um, as the manhunt began, people in the city of Chino were on edge. For this crime to happen in broad daylight, witnessed by multiple people, it scared everyone. Um, one month one month later, Rocha was located in Mexico. He was picked up by authorities and brought to LAX, where local police formally arrested him, and he was booked at West Valley Detention Center in San Bernardino County. Um, I can't really find any more updates, anything pertaining to his child, pertaining to him at all. Like, that's all I could find. But um, that's literally my story. <laughs> it was Shit. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember... It was crazy. Um, the guy at there's the uh, manager at because in the big lots parking lot there's like a bunch of there's a mexican restaurant there's a straw hat pizza there's a gas station right there and um starbucks is right across like it's on um it's on like four corners so my mm -hmm. my lab was on the southeast corner um this happened on the southwest corner and then starbucks is on the northwest corner well, the Starbucks there, my, our friend Joshua works there, and he, him and his coworkers remember hearing the gunshots, but <gasps> they didn't, didn't know that. yeah, I didn't he, know that he said they, they remembered hearing the gunshots, <laughs> and um, I guess one of the girls there, like, knew that they were gunshots, but nobody else, like, really connected the pieces until they saw, like, everything that was going on, They're like, oh my oh, god, we heard that, and, stuff. and yeah. we didn't hear it, because like I said, the centrifuges are running, so we don't really hear anything, um, but like yeah you can hear the helicopters and all that and everybody looked out the guy at straw hat pizza said a man ran in and they kicked him out so they don't but they didn't say if it was the guy who got shot or the guy who shot them they just said a man ran in and was like suspicious so like dude you gotta go like you gotta get out of here you're suspicious yeah bye so they didn't they didn't know they didn't state like who it ended up being shit yeah that's crazy mm -hmm. I, I i do i remember you were like you sent like a bunch of pictures and you're mm -hmm. like some shit's going down and then like you were like updating us <laughs> like the day went I know. on <laughs> and i didn't know how to do um stories on instagram yet so i was like trying to do a story on instagram and i thought it like kept recording and it didn't so i'm like over here looking up doing it and i'm like oh fuck there's no story it's not posting yeah oh my god uh, i think i remember you telling us that too and yep. i laughed then too yeah <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little less clueless about Instagram stories now, but I still have to, like, like, I asked Janine how to do, like, a certain oh my God. Filter. filter. I'm like, the, the, it's a super zoom, or, like, the love super oh, yeah. zoom. So yeah. I asked her, I'm like, what's the, what's that love filter? And she's like, well, look up love filter. I'm like, oh, no, no, never mind. I figured it out. So I did it, and I posted it. She's like, I literally thought you were going to use it for something for Crystal, and I used it for a lipstick that I got at Sephora. <laughs> Not only that, she called it the pink hearts filter. She's like, what's the pink hearts filter? But there is a filter called that. Yes, yeah, called pink so hearts. So I literally yeah. went through the Instagram, screenshot this stuff, sent her the instructions. She's like, oh, I found it. It's super zoom. And I'm like, what? So then Did I, I put pink hearts or pink love? You said pink hearts. Oh. I think. And and then I'm thinking like, oh, she's gonna do something cute with Crystal. No, she fucking post. I mean, obviously <laughs> it makes sense to post a lipstick, but mm -hmm. I yeah. that's fair. I've it's never used that filter with Spencer, but on my dog. <laughs> many there <times>. you go. <laughs> so 
I've used it on that Frank, is... I think, and just sent it to him. Well, Frank's a lucky guy. He got the... I'll have to do the hearts filter for Spencer this weekend now. I think. So I don't feel like a horrible girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. He sends, like... He'll, like, Snapchat me with, like, horrible filters and then, like, send them to me. I'm like, wow, this is super cute. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, well, man. thanks for updating us, Eileen. Yeah. And, I mean, geez. <clears throat> that's I wish, crazy. I'm surprised that there are no updates. Like, that sucks. I mean, yeah, I guess... I kept- but it does take a lot like if if you i mean look at any of the stories that we do yeah. now like it does take a long time especially and if it's, it's only murder like for it to like go through so he they may he may have not even been on trial yet yeah but like even then it doesn't especially say mm-hmm. it doesn't say like the the I'm trying to see shut up like there's no charges posted there's nothing the latest um update is from like april 27th 2019 Mm -hmm. and it just says that he was captured that's it it doesn't say his charges it doesn't say any court dates he's had arraignment nothing if if they're like contesting it for whatever reason it's obviously gonna be like super drawn out yeah so who knows maybe you know, everybody keep looking for it. <laughs> but that I, I totally remember that. And ugh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, wow. Well, I guess she was fucking right to be terrified. And a lot of people are. That's like the bad, unfortunate thing is you can't, you just can't get out. Because shit I like know. this fucking happens. And nobody believes you, which is horrible. Fucking assholes, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to go next? Or you want me to go next, Kyle? I can go next. Okay. <clears throat> so, my home sweet home is now Ocala, Florida, but my hometown, born and raised, Lakewood, California. Ooh. A seeming, a seemingly perfect town. <laughs> <laughs> I growing up, I ha- I heard it um, being called Pleasantville. Like it was just very, it was a bunch of track homes, a very cookie cutter, very like 1950s, like mm-hmm. just like, and that that's kind of like just. I don't know. How, I don't know how it is now. I know when I moved away, like it was starting to go, a <laughs> but in certain it's places, much the same. but. But I think, like, the core, um, like, I think only my dad and my grandma live there now. Um, Most of my family has moved out, but Lakewood will always have, like, a huge place in my heart. And if I can ever afford, like, the house that I was born and raised in and that my grandma was the first, my grandma and grandpa were the first ones to own ever, I will be buying that house because it's just, I think it should be in my family. But anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is, but um, so if any of you have like probably about $600,000 now that you want to donate to me getting this one bed or two bedroom, one bathroom house. <laughs> it's worth it, people. <laughs> but um, so it. Um, This took place in 1993. A group of high school jocks develop a gang slash gang of sorts 
Um, it's a game of tabulating their sexual exploits with women. They were the big men on campus coined by the name the Spur Posse because one of their favorite players was signed to the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, God. Simple as that. High school. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, the boys were promiscuous <clears throat> and popular. So this was the, like, if you could think of the quintessential, like, jock stereotype. This was them. It's, it's because of them. <laughs> they made this. Um, so mine is pretty short too. There isn't a lot of meat to the story because that's kind of the the crux of it. But how they got the points and um, some of the quotes are absolutely disgusting. Oh like um, so, um, one of the quotes is, and these are all from like. Um, news articles and things from the Times, so from like the New York Times or the Los Angeles Times or whatever. Um, we'd be at a party and people would say, ah, there's the Spur Posse. So they were just like, he said, everybody looked up to us. Okay. Sure they did. Um, mm -hmm. So points could be counted only for sexual penetration and only with a gr one girl at a, one girl one time. So if you had, like, if you had a girlfriend and you, like, she only counted as one point. Okay. okay. I'm already fucking grossed out. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's uh, more. <laughs> so the idea was to have as many sexual partners as possible. The girls were referred to as no names and whores. Mm -hmm. The boys also engaged in group sex to rack up more points and even began mm -hmm. videotaping their conquests. Of course they did. On March 18, 1993, Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies arrested nine Lakewood High School boys on a range of allegations. The group faced a total of 17 felony counts of rape, unlawful intercourse, and related charges. The gang victimized a number of young women using persuasion and threats to gain quote-unquote points. At the time of the arrest, Los Angeles County Sheriff's <coughs> investigators explained that so far, seven girls, the youngest was 11 years old shut the fuck up had come forward with allegations about sexual encounters that occurred over a span of five months stop who are you who was the 11 year old huh who was the 11 year old it was just a girl just an 11 at the time she was actually 10 but oh she God. came forward stop. when she was 11 mm-hmm um, so while only nine were arrested, the group was estimated to include 20 to 30 people. So there were like 20 to 30 people in the spur posse, but only nine were arrested on this. <clears throat> Parents even did a number sticking up for the boys. Of course it is. Stop. White Don Bellman, father of Chris Bellman, who was arrested, and father of the founder of the group, Dana Bellman, who was not arrested, said, nothing my boy did was anything any red-blooded American boy would oh, do. suck <laughs> Wouldn't my do. dick. Get the fuck out of here. And mommy, mo mother Dottie Bellman... And can we just, I mean, her name's Dottie in Lakewood, California. Like, of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> um, called the young girls trash. Of course she did. White people, rich white people. Yeah. Not, not rich, not well, necessarily. Depends. I mean, 
classic yes white. classic suburban-y suburban parents mm-hmm. yes. um many of the girls were minors so um it's hard to find a lot on the cases specifically because the girls like so it's just hard to find a lot on them because they're very protected um but in an la times article authorities said one girl had talked of being forcibly raped and at least two others said they were threatened with retaliation if they did not agree to sex so it was also really hard to find a list of the members um some of them were easier than others because they but at the time of arrest they technically were adults aka 18 years old um but some of them were still 16 15 like it's high school so um, i found chris bellman dana bellman billy sheehan chris albert and damon walty were the ones that i could find any inf- like any names or anything yeah. on um <clears throat> so i do want i'm not not sticking up for anything just want to say on the flip side a female freshman at the time then stated that she does know girls who sought them out and bragged about sleeping with them we all know those girls exist mm-hmm. um the investigators on the case acknowledged that authorities did not look into whether they willingly slept with the boys he explained it didn't matter because legally it is not an issue because they were having sex with a minor mm, okay i case of the 10 year old 100 percent, 100 percent. get that I'm sorry, but if he's 18 and she's 16, yeah, and she she's just being a nice little hoe. I'm not saying that's what happened, but we know. Mm-hmm. I, I I've known girls. <laughs> I've well, known yeah, but still, in the eyes of the law, too. that's what statutory rape is. You're at you're yeah. not. You cannot consent, even if it's. There's certain states or certain certain places where if they're both minors, it's still statutory rape if it's consensual on both mm-hmm. ends. So her having sex with him, him having sex with her is statutory rape oh. because you cannot have intercourse as a child because you're you're not at the age of consent. Right. I know, but <clears throat> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we are. <laughs> I I've always had this weird like cloud over that because you know it's weird yeah i don't know especially boys are so immature but anyways um eventually all charger char 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 there it is there it is (laughs) eventually all charges were dropped except for one i just spit all over my ipad that was so cute um one member of the posse was convicted of lewd contact with the 10-year-old girl and spent one year in the Kirby Juvenile Detention Center. So that one did go through. The rest um, didn't. And again, like, I can't find why. I can't find what happened, why they were dropped, anything like that. The only thing that I can assume is that they, d- they either didn't have enough evidence or the girls just decided that they didn't want to testify maybe i mean yeah. we've all seen which happens um so i don't know why that was the only one 
But so the the man the man the boy who was charged, he later explained that the young girl was selected because he needed more points so he could make a name for himself. What a fucking piece of shit! Like actual mm-hmm. trash. Yep. So while the overall issue really split the campus of Lakewood High School, when the boys returned to school, they were met with cheers, hugs, oh signs, my God. and shirts with Free the Spurs slogans on them. Um, even a teacher spoke out in support You've and said, fucking kidding me. you should know that this incident was blown out of proportion, said Tim Sweeney, a physical education teacher. May I remind you that they were jocks and if this was the academic advisor of either the football or mm-hmm. the baseball team, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not I'm I'm not I'm speculating. It's all speculation. Just saying it's a little fishy. Of course it is. There's a fishy smell to all of it. That's all. Um, we will never know the truth, but we all know that no matter what, this is gross. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote. Yes, it's that's my official. It's gross. So now I'm going to go over some of the quotes that I came across in these articles. Time out, Um, real quick. What year did this happen? Ninety-three. And he, Tim Sweeney, was a what? Physical education teacher. I swear to God, Eileen, if you tell me he's now a registered sex offender. No, but he um (laughs) he was forced to resign as a basketball coach in 92 because he was suspended for recruiting so Mm. his morals aren't really there there Mm -hmm. you go Mm, there it is see i knew i knew it smelled something something was there and yet they named the fucking gym after him at lakewood high is it yeah well i mean i just want to let everybody know that no one knows that it's named after him (laughs) (laughs) i went to that high school we called it the ba- the the basketball gym. Like we didn't call it anything of the sort. And I, and I don't remember seeing any signs. So if they're hiding it, <laughs> um. So okay, so me- Many of these quotes are from the founder, Dana Bellman, who at the time was out of high school. Um, like he started started it when he was still in high school, but then by the time all of this happened, he was out. Yeah. So first quote, if, so, if somebody has 60 points, somebody else wants to catch up, but it ain't rape. You'd even count your own girlfriend as a point. Okay. Um, members like to use the uniform numbers of sports stars to um, chronicle their encounters. So a quote is, we'd come back from Vegas and say, I'm, I'm number 44 now. I'm Reggie Jackson. Um, I wish they could see my face right now. I'm so disgusted. And first of all, I'm like, back from Vegas, you're like... 17 (laughs) like what are you doing like what what in the world (sighs) but it's like when i used to watch like when i used to watch like um laguna beach and stuff i'm like yeah this is not the high school experience that i had like because it's not where where are the braces where's the horrible acne like where's the i have to walk home like they have money they don't have they don't have any of that stuff i was so 
And I was confused then, and I'm confused now. <laughs> I'm more confused now. <laughs> um, another quote for eight. Oh, this one. Oh, girl, first of all, for eight months, I've been loyal, he said. Imagine what I'd be now if I didn't have a girlfriend for the last eight months. A rapist is what you would be. So, um, the worst part about that quote is he had his arm around his girlfriend while he said it. Stop. And she was totally fine with it. What a fucking creep. Dude, men are fucking trash. Please teach your daughters to never take that shit. Please teach like your she should have spit in his face and walk the fuck out. Yeah. Oh my god. So, even when I was in high school, the name Rapewood would be used <clears throat> instead of Lakewood still. Um and so I was in Ooh, high school I never from heard that. I was in high school from 2004 to 2007. Yay, age. Uh, <laughs> do my math. Um, and uh, yeah, we'd hear Rapewood and Flakewood were probably the top ones that I heard. Hmm. Um, I don't think anybody really knew why it was called Rapewood, though. I think it was just like that <laughs> high school. Like, it was just funny. Yeah. But this is why. Because it, during this time, people started to call it Rapewood. So, honestly, um, at least when I was there, I'm not really sure the Spur Posse ever went away. I think that I've, I know I've always had my suspicions about certain sports groups when Mm -hmm. I was there. Um, I had my, like, especially after hearing this story and then putting certain things together. I was going to say, you're like piecing everything together now with your red Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so, and also just knowing like Lakewood culture, like families know each other. So like Mm -hmm. all of these guys who were in the Spur Posse, like it, it, I feel like it just would have like filtered down. Like they were all involved in Pop Warner. Like they were involved in all the stuff that it just, so I'm not sure like, I don't obviously like I don't think it was I think this was like the peak of it and it's not like as bad but yeah, for but how many for how many times are, like, I heard that girlfriends them. were passed around yeah so yeah. And like if the families continued well at the time are defending them chances are they're gonna kind of let that behavior like mm-hmm. continue whether it's them mm-hmm. finishing high school or into college and into their adult life like they're mm-hmm. just never going to be held accountable unless they decide to do that on their own which most of the time people like that just don't right um it's that's gross <laughs> i can't uh, janine <laughs> Um, yeah, so, well, okay, their adult lives. So let's talk a little bit about where where are they now? Oh, God. Right? Like, no. <laughs> what I need more tequila ha- for this. to these wonderful <laughs> people? So um, since the news about the Spur Posse fizzled away, a few stayed in the news. Dana Bellman was sentenced to 10 years for burglary. That's the one who was never charged. Mm-hmm. No, one the, was never charged. The creator the of the, of the group. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Chris Albert was murdered after he was shot at a party on the Fourth of July in Huntington Beach, and I think that what? was 
Was he trying to get points? Uh, <laughs> this, he was out of high oh school, so. <laughs> um, so those are like the two that I really found like stuff about. Um, so I just don't think. So still winners. I mean, still wonderful people. to the one that got shot down, but yeah. yeah. Um, so wouldn't he be uh, poetic justice if he got shot by one of those girls? Oh my god. Ooh. Um follow up episode next in two weeks. (laughs) Right. The main villains in the nineteen ninety-nine horror film The Rage Carry Two were based on the Spur Posse. Um, the Law and Order episode titled Performance was based on the Spur Posse. Um, SVU was gonna get it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what episode? Performance. It's titled Performance. I don't have like a season or an episode number, but it's titled Performance. Um, They are mentioned in the X-Files episode titled Red Museum. Um, There's a throwaway line that says, um, I think the Spur Posse just rode into town. Oh, God. So those are those are. Wait, what was that on? The X Files episode, Red Museum. Um, So that's my hometown. I know there's no murder, but it's still really gross. And it's something like I just remember. I mean, like I said, my family's been in Lakewood since the 1950s. Um, And so my aunts and uncles went to Lakewood. My mom didn't. My mom went to Mayfair and my dad went to Mayfair. But um, my aunts and uncles went to Lakewood. I went to Lakewood. So. It's just something like I've I always heard about. I down the street and I never heard of this. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I mean, St. Joseph's. Like. <laughs> I know, but still, yeah. like, I would think <laughs> something. But no, I'd never heard of it. I, I honestly, like, if I, like, pulled the class of 2007, I bet a lot of them had no idea either. Um, I feel like only yeah. people who have, like, deep roots in the community probably knew about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, cause my mom, I forgot what, I don't, my mom graduated in the eighties. So she was still young during this time. And so she remembers like hearing about it. Like she was out of high school, but she, cause I was, I was four when this all happened and yeah. my mom had me at 23. So y'all can math that out, but she was still young. So she remembers hearing yeah. about it. We lived in the area still and Yeah. It was, it's creepy to me reading the articles and like, you know how like newspapers like say like, oh, uh, walking down, we were walking down, we were walking, the Spur, we interviewed the Spur Posse members as they were walking to Taco Bell. And I'm like, I know that Taco Bell. I went to that Taco <laughs> I've been like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just a weird, like. It's weird. I, when they say that they were walking to Taco Bell, I know the route that they took. I know the streets that they were on while they were walking mm-hmm. to Taco Bell. When they say they were in Taco Bell on this booth, like, I knew, I I can see it. Like I can yeah. see them there. And so that's like, I don't know. There's something about a hometown where when you're reading it, like you can see it so much more vividly. Yep. So that was kind of cool. I don't know. It was creepy, but spur posse. Dang. Ugh, fucking gross. Points for sex. 
absolutely not very gross so I just freaked out a little bit because I looked at my screen and there was only one track running and I know I'm recording by myself but I'm so used oh, to it too. Used to <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Um that's gross. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I just can't believe people are so disgusting. I know you just like feel you and feel like, dirty. Like you just feel like dirty after. I just feel like yeah i don't know like if those people procreate that they will not instill any type of morals to their children because like they don't have any to provide i don't know it's just like a perpetuating like issue <laughs> anyway yeah. um okay yeah. so i grew up in east l.a um a cute little place called city terrace which is near cal state l.a and um it's Los Angeles, so LA <laughs> Pick is one. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you can fucking drop a pin and find like a ridiculously thoroughly like documented murder or true crime anything. Um, and so there's like a lot of high profile crime in LA that's kind of just a given. But where I grew up, there's a lot of like gang related um, violence and gang related crimes. And I didn't really want to like get into that part of it. Um, it's fair. So that's what I was trying to like research, like something that was maybe in my area. And there was something with like the sheriff's department and I didn't want to get into that either. Um, but I found like this really cool article from LA Mag, which I'd never heard of before. Um, and it lists crimes by cities in LA County. So like literally like every oh. city, like Alhambra, fucking like anything, like any city. Wow. So I was kind of going through, I think it was like a hundred, I think it was like a hundred different listings. Um, so I went through everything and this one caught my eye cause I'd never heard of it before. And it's not, um, anywhere I grew up, but it's, it's in Hollywood. It's in LA. So I'd never heard of it. So this is where we are right now. Um, and this is a story of the gray widow murders in june on june 21st 2005 a homeless man named kenneth mcdavid was found dead in an alley behind a bristol farms in westwood california bougie as fuck <laughs> westwood and bristol farms um there was blood near his head and a medical examiner would later report that a 50 that the 50 year old had died of quote unquote crush injuries including lacerations of his spinal cord and scalp three broken ribs and a fractured pelvis a toxicology exam later found enough prescription sedatives in his system to either induce drowsiness if not just completely like knock him out and put him to sleep yeah oh. Um, apparently he'd been the unfortunate victim of a hit and run an ID in his pocket led authorities to an apartment building in Hollywood the manager of the complex said McDavid had lived there for a few years but had recently moved out he told or she told investigators that his rent was paid by a woman named Helen Golay, the same person who had signed his lease when Golay was notified of his death she said she was McDavid's cousin and his sole next of kin she identified his body at the morgue and paid for him to be cremated excuse me um with little to no evidence at the scene of the crime and virtually no leads to investigate mcdavid's death remained unsolved for months then ed webster showed up to get a copy of the incident report 
Ed Webster was an investigator for Mutual of New York, which had issued a $500,000 life insurance policy to McDavid. Um, oh, he was homeless. Oh. He was a homeless man. $500,000. Um, Webster said okay. he began calling the beneficiaries who had filed the claim, Helen Galay, um, the woman who signed for the lease, and another woman, 72-year-old Olga Ruder Schmidt, um, but he hadn't heard back from them, okay. which is weird. Um, if you're calling to collect on the life insurance policy of someone and the company is calling you back, you'd normally answer. I oh, yeah. sometimes work um, like deceased accounts at work and people will be calling me a few times a week trying to collect on $200, like just trying to figure out what they can do with that money. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he couldn't reach the beneficiaries was a huge red flag for him, especially for $500,000. Um, yeah. It turns out that the policy Webster was investigating wasn't the only policy in McDavid's name. A second policy soon resurfaced, also worth $500,000. And again, Ruderschmidt and Goulet as uh, were listed as beneficiaries. When Ed Webster found out that the insured was apparently a homeless man, which up until this point, he had, he didn't know it wasn't listed on the insurance policy or anything. Um, that was another red flag. Another red flag, although Golay claimed that she was McDavid's cousin, the policies didn't mention that they were related. So normally when you're listing beneficiaries, you have to list like what your relation to them was. And um, mm -hmm. instead of them indicating that she was a family member of any kind, Golay and Rutterschmidt were investment partners in McDavid's screenwriting career. Um, a homeless man mm -hmm. uh, screenwriting career $500,000 business no uh, okay um, so as you do Ed Webster is sharing this fuckery with a colleague named Dennis Kilcoyne a veteran detective in the robbery and homicide division um, Kilcoyne was kind of confused as well the suspects two bougie and seemingly harmless elderly women hardly sounded like menaces to society but then another colleague in the West Traffic Division recalled working a similar case in Hollywood back in 1999 the victim's name was Paul Vados another homeless man also killed by a hit-and-run driver in an alley loaded with insurance policies um, Vados was a those ladies were the ones doing the hit and runs. Mm. I fucking no, wait, knew it. Sorry. More. Damn it. <laughs> Listen, Billy Mays, you're getting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vados had been a 70 or he was a 73 year old Hungarian immigrant, a widower and an alcoholic who lived alone in Koreatown. Um, after pulling, pulling his files, detectives saw that Golay and Rudder Schmidt had also come forward to report Vados missing, claiming his body as next of kin. And um, they were like, okay, these two ladies, like those are very similar circumstances, number one. Number two, they have very like mm -hmm. unique names. Um, and the fact that they kept, right. kept coming together as a pair was another red flag. 
Um, the nearly year-long investigation that followed came to include the FBI, an undercover investigation, the California Department of Insurance, and the U.S. Attorney's Office. On May 18, 2006, Galay and Renderschmidt were arrested on charges of felony mail fraud and suspicion of murder, and they were then referred to as the Black Widows. Ooh. Olga Rudder. Oh, oh my God. Why can I say this? My mom's name. Olga Rudderschmidt was born in Hungary in 1933. She immigrated to the U.S. in 1957 and owned a coffee shop in Los Angeles with her husband. Having divorced, she ended up moving to Hollywood in the 1970s. Um, Helen Galay was born in Texas in 1931. She lived in a very expensive home and was also landlord owning and also was a landlord owning three separate properties. The two met at a gym and although they were longtime friends, they seemed to have an underlining rivalry of sorts. Over the course of their friendship, they were successful in petty crimes and then that escalated to alleged insurance fraud like bogus accident claims um like um car accident claims slip and falls etc um and then they had hired like a uh, hungarian lawyer um so he was kind of like on their side um fighting for you know somebody's from where he was from etc um after Mm -hmm. seeing how lucrative this was for them it then apparently escalated to life insurance fraud it was presumed that Olga and Helen hunted out their victims at the First Presbyterian Presbyterian Church in Hollywood. The Grey Widows took out 20 life insurance policies on Paul Vados and Kenneth McDavid, netting nearly $3 million in claims. Rudderschmidt had rubber stamps made of the men's signatures to use on forms. The women were bargain shoppers and always searched for lower cost insurance, which um, with companies whose paperwork were handled solely over the phone and by mail. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had this, but I remember my grandma had life insurance, um, like a representative that used to always come to the house. Like once a month or so, he would come just to kind of like fill out paperwork and just make sure like everything was still in order and then like collect her payment, which I thought was kind of weird, but Uh, maybe that was like a thing. Um, But they solely tried to work with companies that would only do it over the phone or by mail very smart by any standard um premium payments sometimes came by electronic withdrawals from checking accounts in the men's names and remember they are homeless so if you're wondering how does a homeless man down on his luck have the means to even open up a bank account don't you worry these helpful women took care of that for them too they took care of a lot of things my favorite part is that these ladies which at first obviously seem like good samaritans they're picking up these homeless men from the church putting them up um sometimes in an apartment sometimes just like in an Mm -hmm. office of that one of them owned um kept them safe kept them fed but they were really just plotting because with all of these policies 24 months had to pass before the coverage became incontestable so these 24 months were just expiration dates for these poor guys so once they took them in they had to take care of them for two years and then the life insurance policy would kick in basically like if they were to die and they would get paid out 
I mean, oh, so they're wow. grooming them. Like they're not, they're not fucking dumb. Yeah, and I mean, these guys are down on their luck. They're homeless, and these women, yeah. they're good-looking ladies, very clean, obviously well off. Is they're offering to like take care of you? Like you'd be dumb to fucking say no. Um. Although the ladies worked as a team for the most part, there was evidence yeah. that each was not always aware of the other's activity. Um, like I said, there was kind of this like rivalry between them. Of the 13 policies on McDavid, for example, Goulet was sole beneficiary on eight of them. And sometimes they tried to remove each other as co-beneficiaries. So they would like bank out sole, as like sole bennies. They're fuck like, they're out for fucking blood, dude. Um... <laughs> So regardless of this, insurance companies continued to sell policy after policy and continued to pay out for the most part. Um, who knows how many times they like attempted this scheme of taking in homeless men with the intention of killing them and collecting on these bogus life insurance claims. Uh, but an account from a homeless man in his 40s named Jimmy Covington kind of gave a little bit of insight on how they operated. Um, so he ended up finding out about an $800,000 application with AAA insurance, which listed Golay as the beneficiary. So like in this case, like she was the only one. Mm -hmm. um, he told the police he'd been hanging out in Hollywood when Ruderschmidt approached him and offered to let him stay on a futon in an office across the street, provided he just fill out some paperwork. Soon he met with the lady who was leasing the office, who was the other one, Helen Goulet. And surprise, surprise, over the next week or so, Ruderschmidt continued to return to the office and was pissed when he still hadn't provided his personal information for that paperwork. Um, so he was feeling like hella sketched out and he bailed the fuck out of that situation. He was like, bye. So Good I boy. think like, yeah. So who knows? Like if these men were still homeless, they obviously probably don't know like this investigation's going on. So they don't mm -hmm. really have a lot to go on. Right. Um, but somehow they got a hold of this guy. He gave them that information. So obviously they just continued to go on. Um... So, like I said at the beginning, there was little to no evidence on Kenneth McDavid's death. However, there was security footage of a vehicle that may have hit him. Um, however, there were no license plates. Um, there were no, like, identifying marks on the vehicle. And it looked okay. like it could be a Mercury Sable? Sable? S-A-B-L-E? Sable. I don't fucking know. I think know. it's a Sable, yeah. Okay, Mercury Sable. Um, but there was no way of tracking it down. They couldn't really find it in the city um, and there was no license plates. So after their arrest, an envelope found in Olga Ruderschmidt's apartment contained photocopies of a driver's license belonging to a Hillary Adler, a woman who was um, a member at the same health club as Helen's daughter. Years earlier, Hillary Adler had reported her purse stolen from a locker at the gym and the vehicle that killed McDavid, a Mercury Sable, was at the time registered in her name. In a court, in a court, a car dealer identified um, Olga Ruderschmidt as the buyer of the Sable. She'd given him Adler's ID saying the car was a gift. So she brought in a stolen ID from this younger woman and said, it's a gift. Can you please put it under her name? Can you fucking what? believe? 
but she's buying a car so i mean it's the i don't remember when the fuck this was like the 90s stop like she's buying a car probably cash saying oh just put it under her name and they were like okay (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah sure why not so it was literally in somebody else's name thank god they didn't like track it down and fucking arrest the poor girl um so after the arrest a mixture of pills said enough said to be enough to put an elephant to sleep was ground up like ground up as powder and found in galay's home um the investigator Kilcoin believed the women quote unquote probably took him to dinner and sprinkled uh, a little something in his food then pulled down the alley he's out cold they pushed him backed up got a running start and ran him over a toxicology exam had found no alcohol or drugs in Paul Vados' system, but the circumstances of his death were strikingly similar, as were the multiple traumatic injuries to his upper body, which included rib and vertebrae fractures. Um, so because, um, Mc, what's his name? Oh, fuck me. McDaniels? Dang it. Uh, McDavid. So because McDavid was obviously like the most recent um, accident, they were able to kind of like piece a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for Paul Vados, there was very little that they could find um, at the time. They didn't have like any like um, toxicology reports on him, but everything else was ridiculously similar. Mm-hmm. Um, while, a de- while the DA's office lacked eyewitnesses to the hit and runs, the overwhelming circumstantial evidence emboldened them to charge both women with murder. The trial began on March 18th, 2008 and lasted three weeks. The two pleaded not guilty, but neither testified. Um, so each, each of their defense kind of like tried to blame the other. Um one of them said that she wasn't aware that the insurance fraud was going to lead to murder blah 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 it was they were just trying to fucking rat each other out without like implicating themselves fucking idiots um jurors didn't deliberate that long and galay and rutterschmidt were convicted of murdering vados and mcdavid they each received two life sentences without the possibility of parole and that is a story of the gray widows <laughs> wow um and when you see widow. their picture they just look like innocent little ladies like one of them has this huge puffy very like 70s hair the other one just like an looks like an old like nice woman i don't know they just and that's how what they if, got away with everything. What if there they was like old nice women? What if there's like a ring of corrupt old ladies that do shit like this, and they're the only two that got caught? But the ring letter, the ring leader is like this cute, tiny little lady called Mary who used to live in City Terrace. Oh my god! Fuck you! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is getting a little too specific. <laughs> At first, I was like, Janine's grandma. <laughs> she is the least conspicuous of all. No, she can't. Coming she couldn't hurt every a month. She's I'm like, going, I just want to let you know. <laughs> catch you up on your life insurance policies yeah. that you have on all these men. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God, I would die. Ooh. 
That'd be interesting. Oh, fuck. That would be hilarious. One day. Grandma. One day in like 30 years, you're going to get a, like a letter in the mail and it's going to be like, go to this place and retrieve this from this locker and you're going to open the locker and it's like a videotape, an old VHS videotape. And you're going to pull it out and it's like your grandma and she's like, Yanin, I have to tell you something. <laughs> This is your future, and it's like her documenting everything that happens to become your own gray widow. Oh my god! Well, what's funny right now that you said that about the thirty years later? Um, the article that I wrote, or the article that I got this information from, was from a Los Angeles Times writer, and his dad was the Hungarian lawyer that was fighting for them. Whoa. So. Yeah, so they kind of had, like, an estranged relationship, but um, after he died, like, one of his old secretaries or something um, contacted the son saying, hey, like, this um, murder is being investigated, blah, 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 and he didn't have, like, a great relationship with his dad, but he still couldn't find it in himself to, like, throw away all his files, so he mm-hmm. had all of this stuff kind of just there. Um so he's kind of writing like he found his dad through how he was fighting for these women blah 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 and a bunch of other like family stuff it's actually really really good um but the timeline that he puts is like perfect so that's where i got all this information from but it's funny that you say that because yeah he randomly got this he had no idea number one that they were his clients and number two how like involved this case was yeah um so i guess we'll see in 30 years yeah (laughs) I'm going to tell oh, my grandma man. what you're saying about her. Do it. Not gonna be we'll wait. We're just going to have an no. episode that's called Janine's Grandma. Please don't, because then I'm going to go missing, and you're going to find my body a victim of a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> In the back of a Bristol farm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that, that was, was a good one that. yeah that one was fun i'd never heard of it so i was like oh look at these cute little ladies what did they do oh shit <laughs> it's always a little ladies you gotta worry for yeah and that was the thing they <gasps> continuously got away with all this shit because they were just innocent they looked nice clean wealthy one of them was and a lot of their wealth came from all the money they got from these insurance fraud like insurance claims so they got caught for two but how many did they do total that's fucking um, crazy. a lot so they had a lot of fraudulent um uh, they had a lot of fraudulent like slip and fall claims and like um, car accident claims that essentially they didn't know until like now mm-hmm. but as far as like murder murder so far it's only these two mm-hmm. I think yeah. I like to think and there's more who knows how many attempts um, I didn't find that but yeah Huh. Only two confirmed kills. Get it, Grandma. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Truly. That is nuts, though. So, thanks, Los Angeles. <laughs> Shout out to City Terrace. <laughs> well, that was fun. Oh, I'm a, was fun. I was gonna say, did we hit all the counties? But no, I always forget that Lakewood is no. still LA County. I, I don't know yeah. why I consider it Orange County. <laughs> Me too, sometimes. No, but, I do too, I forget. No. Um, but no. We, I thought, I thought, I thought we, we hit Florida, the three counties, like LA California. County, Orange County, Riverside County. No. Mine were San Bernardino County. 
Oh, just kidding. San Bernardino County. <laughs> I always think it's reverse. I, I forget that exists. <laughs> yeah, truly. I know. San Bernardino's like, eh. <laughs> We're here. Hi. Um, all right. Well, two, two LA counties. Yeah. yeah. But again, I don't consider uh, it. No. It's still weird. It's like what? Like. It's basically Orange County. <laughs> it's my like hope. I'm like, no, it's totally Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you guys are staying safe and staying the I know. fuck home, please. I know. If you have a good hometown story either message us or leave it in the comments like we want to hear all the things you don't have anything leave else it to a, do so. leave it in exactly. the comments that way other people can read it too yeah, yeah. and then i'll look it up it gives well, me something to do after work because i'm gonna be bored as fuck yeah see yeah let's help each other out share awesome stories keep each other entertained mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or tag us and we'll share it in our stories yeah yeah we can do that That's too good too that'd be fun Mm-hmm. Make your own post, do mm-hmm. your little caption, tag us, we'll repost it, and then everybody else can mm-hmm. take a look. If it's short mm-hmm. enough, put it in the comments. We'll figure it out, man. We just just yeah. tell us stories. That's all we want. We want weird shit. Entertain entertain us. We exactly. entertain you. Please. It's your turn to entertain listen, us. <laughs> listen. Give us some weird shit to read, man. <laughs> That, that, that's asking that could be dangerous some weird murder <laughs> shit weird true crime shit I'll take paranormal but mostly true crime alright I like it alright we have a new website up I God saw that some Kyle for I see some people thanks to the google analytics I see some people have checked it out but not all of you so Drop what you're doing right now. I know right you're probably not driving moment. because even we're if you're all driving, pull the fuck over <laughs> and go look at it. Um, it's it's actually it's not anything too exciting, but it's exact. It's like one of those like it's new, it's fresh. There it is. Yes. Um, and like like I had mentioned before, um, buying merch at least on the back end <laughs> should be a lot smoother. Um, Things should be I a lot more. The back end is smoother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, just we're we're upgrading our life. And we're trying. We're having that quarantine glow up, you know. <laughs> oh God! Actually, my face is gonna look great after this. Right? Like so no makeup. <laughs> I oiled my hair yesterday. <laughs> so many serums. I'm so working out. Like eye patch things great it's great so yeah go check that out um follow us on social media if you aren't already i mean if you're gonna tag us you might as well follow us too please um so yeah just follow us everywhere but don't follow us home or to our hometowns because no and you're fucking weird and social distance don't follow please us. yeah six stay six six, or more. six six feet 60 let's six. keep it at 60 <laughs> I said what I said. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> Social distance. Don't follow us home. Um, and be safe, guys. Once again, oh, I apologize oh. for the sound quality. I, I honestly don't think it's going to be very bad. So all your fingers crossed. Fingers we'll crossed. see. Anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they all both right. did fingers crossed at the exact same time. <laughs> okay. Good. All righty. Bye. Bye.